Hello and welcome to episode 43 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, I didn't do it last time, but the two virgins <laughs> of El Vanilo, Adam and Grace. Nice to see you both. Adam, how are you? It's good. It's like being back in high school all over again. <laughs> With the taunts. With the taunts. I'm good. I'm good. Very tired. Um, But good. I'll tell you why I'm tired. It was a late one last night because UK Netflix has brought back The Office. And so, you know, you start to watch one episode and one episode turns into, you know, one series. And then one series turns into, oh, I've watched the whole thing. Mm. Uh, So I'm, I'm starting that again. Um. In last week's episode, I enjoyed your misuse of the word debauchery, um, and um, misuse. Did I misuse yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think the word debauchery <laughs> is is kind of like it's like a sensual overload, you know. Mm, that's true. And I'm I'm while alcohol, you know, yeah, there's an element, you know. I can't no. think it, but this is this week's. Um, Central overload was uh, just the office. The office, just the office. <laughs> just the office. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> amazing. I have never seen all of the office. Mm. I've no. I just. I love it, but I can never get through it. I. I never stick. I don't know what it is. It slows it down after uh, after Michael leaves. I've never got There's that no far. Point after I've Michael never leaves. gone past series two. Ah. Oh, there's some yeah. great moments you're missing out on. Adam, you just spoiled it for him. Um, Michael doesn't leave. I, I mean, it, the show's been out. It finished in 2015. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's been out for a while. It started in like 2003. Finished in 2015. I think. I think. I mean, that's that's know. how stupid life is, isn't it? <clears throat> that I've probably watched. In, I know that I've probably watched interviews about him leaving, but I never have watched the series. That's how silly it is. You know. Very silly. There you go. Grace, how are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Now that it's the weekend. I had a little bit of stress a week too, but it's over now. We can look ahead. The best is yet to come, Matthew. Come on. Come on. It's a good job, isn't it? (laughs) It's a good job. Save me, please. (laughs) It's been an all-time low this week. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're at the pit. The absolute pit. But it's only up from here. It's got to be right. Right, And You'd hope. <laughs> and it's good to be here, right? It's good to Amen. be doing episodes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on, come on. This this is like the highlight of my week every week. Absolutely. There's absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, no doubts. I tell you what, it's it's nice to have a bit of stability. It's like some Saturday morning, every every week. You know what you're doing, and that's Constant. nice. It's good time. Good to thought. Strong and stable. Today's a May. Ugh. Here we are. Here we are. Garbage woman. <laughs> garbage woman. Amazing. And that's not her profession. She's not a garbage woman. She's just a garbage woman. People who, who are bin men and bin women, bin people, actually contribute to society. She doesn't, so... Whoa, who's a garbage woman? Except for that dancing. No, just... Love that. 
Awful. Amazing. I'm not sure Grace can hear us or whether she's I, just being super polite. I couldn't hear for ages and then I just heard, she's a garbage woman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have this moment every week where I don't know what happens. Grace's internet is really bad for ages and it gets loads better. And then it's fine by the end of the <laughs> by the end of the episode. But like every week while I'm editing, I'm like, oh, just, so that's what she I'll said. I'll just talk to myself. Sounds. It's all good. <laughs> Amazing. Well, why don't we uh, do some history? Mm. And by the time we've done that, I think that's what reboots Grace's computer really, <laughs> is when we do that stuff. History is good for everyone's soul. Well, I'm pretty sure... Well, I was thinking about this. I'm pretty sure we've done 1970. We I'm have. pretty sure we've done a history of John Lennon. We have. <laughs> so, what, what have you got? What have you got for us, Adam? So we? we are we are going to talk about John Winston Lennon, full name. Um, but we're going to do what he was up to in in 1970, just prior to this uh, this album being released, and talk a little bit about the context of the album. Amazing. So we've discussed Lennon before, like I said, um, we did that on the episode. But we did with uh, Jonathan and Julia from Ranking the Beatles. If you haven't listened Woo-hoo! to that, give that a listen. Uh, we did Imagine, um, and we spoke to them. They're great people. Um, so go listen to that episode. Go listen to their podcast. Big shout out to to Ranking the Beatles. Love them. Uh, Sam, nineteen seventy, John Lennon. So following the breakup of the Beatles in April nineteen seventy. John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono undertook something called primal therapy, primal screen therapy, with the guidance of Arthur Jarov. And I'm very underprepared because I'm going to read out <laughs> what primal screen therapy is. Um, because I, I'm not sure I actually know what it is. So let's go on a journey together. Scream therapy. And let's find out what primal screen. Well, yeah. Sam. A this primal week's episode screen. is sponsored by Wikipedia. <laughs> it always is every 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 week. <laughs> Sam, if you don't like El Padillo, just look on Wikipedia. <laughs> pretty much. Sam, the middleman. <laughs> primal screen therapy or primal therapy is a trauma-based psychotherapy created by this Arthur Yanov or Janov, uh, who argues that neurosis is caused by the repressed pain of childhood trauma. Now, if you know John Lennon, you know that he was a very neurotic fella. So, um, <laughs> Jarov argues that repressed pain can be sequentially brought to conscious awareness for resolution through re-experiencing specific incidents and fully expressing the resulting pain during therapy. Basically, this Arthur Yanov was like, John, we're going to dig up everything that you felt during your life and you're going to scream about it. And that's what him and Yoko go through. Um, so they, they go through that for four weeks at, uh, at Arthur Yanov's London offices. The three of them then flew to Los Angeles to continue the therapy for four months. I mean, I'd do the same. Like, winter's depressing enough. Let's go over to LA, where it's going to be nice and warm. Happy days. Uh, Yanov's therapy technique, like we said, emphasised emotionally reliving repressed childhood traumas rather than analytical discussion. So this isn't just a sit on a couch, John, tell us how you feel. It's a John really tell us what, what you felt and scream about it. Uh, Lennon and Ono stayed in a rented house in Bel Air. I'm not sure it was the same one that they used in Fresh Prince, but it could be. <laughs> um, he kept I imagine all... that. So good. <laughs> 
he kept a low profile uh, and at first committed fully um, to the to the therapy. Um, in July, Lennon started to record demos of songs he wrote that would show up on John Lennon Plastic Ono Band. Um, on the 26th of July, Lennon taped numerous demos of God, which includes the line, I don't believe in Beatles. Um, and Lennon's therapy was... Sorry, however, Lennon's therapy was never completed due to the expiry of his US visa. An issue that John Lennon seems to have throughout his 30s is issues with the American government and the US visas. They try and kick him <laughs> out. They try and get him to leave. But he's like, no, I want to come. Um, and has many visa issues. Um, with the experience he received from the therapy, he was able to channel his emotions into an album's worth of self-revelatory material. Um including a song When a Boy Meets a Girl, which was among the songs Lennon demoed at the time, but didn't record for the album. Um, the level of pain that John Lennon was at at 1970 was quite enormous. Uh, he was almost completely... This is a quote from Arthur Yano. So, the level of pain was enormous. He was almost completely non-functional. He couldn't leave the house. He could hardly leave his room. This was someone the whole world adored, and it didn't change a thing. At the centre of all that fame and wealth and adulation was just a lonely little kid. And that was Arthur Yanov on Lennon's psychological state. you got to remember, this was John Lennon, who had been famous for more of his life than he'd been alive, if that makes sense. So for 20-plus years, he'd been someone that everyone loved, someone that everyone screamed about. Um, and he'd never really got a chance to kind of grow up really, especially with his childhood being quite traumatic with the loss of his mother, his dad walking out, everything like that. So, having exhausted the extensions of their American visas, Lennon and Ono returned from the US on the 15th of September 1970 and started to record this album. So recording took place at Abbey Road Studios between the 26th of September and the 27th of October using Lennon, Klaus Vorman, a bassist, and everyone's favourite, Ringo Starr. Yes, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Ringo's never out of work. Um, they were the core musicians. He also got Phil Spector, who was helping produce the track, and Billy Preston, um, and they each played piano on a track. Uh, the group jammed to a variety of songs in between recording new tracks, a lot of rock and roll classics, uh, like That's Alright Mama, Glad All Over, Honey Don't, Don't Be Cruel. Things like that, which is quite impressive. So John Lennon still still really clinging on to those rock and roll roots after uh, all that time in the Beatles. Uh, Lennon asked Spectre, who had produced Lennon's hit Instant Karma earlier that year, to co-produce the album with himself and uh, Yoko Ono. And since they were unable to contact Spectre before recording began, Alan Klein, Lennon's manager, took out an advertisement in Billboard magazine that read, Phil, John is ready this weekend which is quite a cool, ballsy move. Like, you see all these people who, like, do things to get people's attention, to, like, get a job and stuff like that. This, this fella did the same. Okay. Uh, during the sessions, Vorman and Starr were disturbed by Lennon's emotional behaviour. So Starr said Lennon would burst out crying or start screaming midway through recording the track. And Vorman recalled that Lennon would change from being upbeat to highly emotional and would discuss his feelings with Ono as they listened to playbacks in the studio control room. According to Vorman, the effects of Lennon's therapy were especially confronting to Ringo. Since the old John was gone, it was a different John. It wasn't the one he was used to. So 
we've got to this album. Beatles have just broken up. He doesn't know what to do himself. So he engages in this therapy, like we've said. And all these emotions are coming out in this highly creative album that we're going to talk about now. And, uh, mm. and yeah, it brings us to the Plastic Ono Band, uh, released in 1970, which let, let's let's go through it in a moment. But there might be some other albums that we're going to talk about that yeah, were released. Yes, so albums released the same year, All mm. Things Must Pass, George Harrison. The best album that we're not going to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, absolutely brilliant. One day, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it. Uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Both of your favourites right there. <laughs> Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, classic. Led Up 3. Let It Be by The Beatles came out this year as well. Kind of got finished by Phil Spector. I think... You know, Phil Spector recently died. Do we all know that? He did, yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be... I don't want to be cruel, but, you know... Yeah. The world's better off with some people gone, you know. Wow. Wow. Cruel, (laughs) yeah. Um, Bitches Brew, Miles Davis. Mm. Classic. Classic, everyone's Um, favourite. And Fun House by The Stooges. Grace's absolute favourite. Hmm. So there oh, we go. I mean, shall we? Shall we just get straight in? Shall we get straight into the album? Just dive on into this bad boy. Let's dive on in. Um, Grace, do you want to go first? <laughs> okay. Well, so I mean, I didn't. Normally, I would research the artist, right? So I know what I'm talking about. I can talk about their their lives as well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do that for John because I thought I'm sure you two will be able to fill my head independently with the reasons that he is the biggest saint in the universe. Um, so I'll let you do that in a moment. Um, wow. but <laughs> you can leave that sarcasm uh, at the door, Grace. All right, absolutely. <laughs> but let's talk about this album. First track, and I'm not gonna go track by track, by the way. But first track. <laughs> Um, mother and I appreciate like you said this man has childhood issues trauma okay but I don't need to to buy an album where you just scream through your chat go and get your private therapy don't put it on a track don't record it and pretend it's music don't scream and just be like yeah that's just a heartfelt track no it's not scream somewhere else pal I don't want to listen. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, um, maybe it'd be good to do a bit of back and forth with some of this stuff because I'm sure, course, like, we'll have, course. you know, I'm sure we'll have Chip some in. things that you know, <laughs> you know. Um, but I guess, like, so the three albums before this that John has done, I've I've all been with like that two virgins experimental music, which let's be honest is like classic Yoko Ono screaming, hmm. you know. <laughs> And this is like, I mean, the screaming is a bit haunting and a bit grim to listen to. Just like, I find it really difficult. <laughs> just packing. Just, just right. It's okay, not like a I'll deep, love. it's not like a, well, I hear that there's a motor screaming. It's like, oh, shut up. Right. Not a song. <laughs> Matt, finish your point. I'll, I'll, I'll take that off. I'll not. Well, I, I think I can feel, Grace, a bit, like a deep pain in those screams. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I. 
I you you have never heard me scream like that. You know, I've <laughs> never true. heard you scream that's like true. that. You know, I d- you don't hear that noise very often. And so whether it should be on an album or not, like I mean, I'll admit that this album was a difficult listen this week because it's the grimmest time of like our lives. Mm. And here I am listening to John just like scream down the mic, um, <laughs> like while he talks about how his mum, um, never you know never loved or left him but he never left her and his daddy left and um and then he says so i just gotta tell you goodbye well that's you're saying goodbye to someone 15 years later you know that died tragically when you didn't have much of a relationship with either of them Mm. it's it's really difficult to listen to and so like and even the funeral bells at the beginning every time i hear them i'm like oh crap man it's a difficult time (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. But, but uh, Adam, what do you? What have you got? Right. You got anything to say? Right. <laughs> you can't just just because you don't like John. the way that it's coming across. Yep. You can't discount the art that someone's putting out because of their pain. You can't like. No, it's not because of the oh, pain. No, no, no. Oh, he can have hey, his Van pain. Gogh. Hey, Van Gogh. Why'd you chop your ear off, you idiot? And then paint yourself? No. I don't want to see that. You numpty. How ca- just because you were depressed and in an insane asylum, you idiot. Uh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Starry Night. Get away. See what I'm saying? No, people no, in pain. It's not his pain. It's it the is fact his pain. He's using screaming as a as a fo- don't. No, it's annoying. That's like Van Gogh being like, "Oh, I'm so depressed." Here's my actual ear that I cut off. There's the art. No, I don't want to see that ear that you cut off. Paint me a picture. But you can't, just because you don't like the format, you can't Mm. discount how important it is for him to be doing that. Just because you don't like it, it's important for him to do therapy. It's It's not important that he does therapy through the screaming of a song. But it is important. I understand what you're saying, but it is important because then other people who think, well, I don't need therapy, listen to it and go, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, my hero, John Lennon, isn't perfect. Maybe my hero, John Lennon, who I think, oh, I want to be a millionaire and I want to be in the sickest band of all time. And then he comes out with this album, and you're like, crap, man, I, I don't want to be like, yeah, I, did, I didn't realize he had. I didn't realize he was human. You know what I mean. So, I think there is a place for difficult art. Yeah, you know? oh, difficult art, absolutely. And, but I just don't like John screaming. And whether, yeah, I mean, I don't like John screaming either. But I can like, you know, you do just have to look a little bit deeper and go. Mm. You know, this is pretty difficult to listen to. And yeah. I mean, for me, when I listen, I think, wow. How fortunate am I to... So John Lennon was 30 doing this album. I am nearly 30. How how great is it that I have both my parents still mm. here? You know what I mean? And that I can spend time with them. I mean, I can't at the moment. Well, but, you know, usually. Usually I can spend time That one day you'll be able to do it again. <laughs> I, I did on Christmas and then, Woo. you know... And then we all paid the price. And then, yeah. yeah, and then 100,000 decilates. There we are. So, oh, you know... Jeez. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's of cats. Um, yeah, Grace, carry on. Yes, I'll get right. carry Track on. two, no joke. Um, no. <laughs> oh, could I just say one more thing? Sorry. <laughs> go for it. Sorry, sorry. This is it. Just while, just before we get off this uh, this song, mm-hmm. imagine being a Beatles fan, right? And mm. like 
you lo- I wanna hold your hand. You love all that, right? <laughs> and then you hear, and then you hear these funeral bells, right? <laughs> and then John's just screaming. Like imagine the shift that was. Imagine being like, oh right, like something has happened here. You know what I mean? Because I I'm not sure everyone was convinced. I mean, nobody was convinced at this time that the Beatles were over. You know what I mean? Like it was still like, oh, w- when are the Beatles gonna get back together? And I don't think like it was super acknowledged that like now we know the Beatles ended mm. in 1970 then it was like oh yeah maybe they're taking a hiatus and they'll be back next year doing some solo albums whatever they may have been, that might have been some of the thoughts but yeah it's like whoa we have we've moved from I want to hold your hand <laughs> and now yeah. we're just talking about mothers dying <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> absolutely gone dark. gone dark we have gone dark carry on Grace Sorry for interrupting. Enjoy, <laughs> because like I said, I did not research this, so contribute. Yeah, you, yeah. contribute the research, please. We will. Um, but yeah, the album moves on. Um, as do I, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there isn't anything stand out about this album apart from the screaming, which is annoying. <sighs> but there isn't anything that stands out. The way it's recorded, really just sounds ming i can't think of a better way to describe it i hate the way it's recorded but i have this issue with a lot of beatles stuff so i don't know whether it's like i don't know the same kind of production going on um but this is remastered and the fact that when it's been remastered (laughs) it still sounds like this what did it sound like before (laughs) i just don't like the situation that is entering my ears. At all. Adam, what do you think of the sound of this album? See, I, I think it's, I think it's all right. I think it's pretty good. Um, but it's it's different. So because this is Phil Spector, and, and Phil Spector's got that wall of sound thing that he that he did. Um, I, so I do think it does sound different. Lennon obviously uses a lot of um, vocal effects sometimes and then there's a lot of like delay and stuff put on instruments um there's one song which i think it it sounds good but it sounds weird i think it's i found out where it's got a lot of delay and and distortion on all the instruments including the drums and it does sound a bit messy i know what you mean grace a bit of a cacophony of noise sometimes um i think that's just phil Spector's style um, which well, I don't, I don't think Phil Spector did much on this album in the I end because really, okay. they, they couldn't get to him. So he did he did master it. Mm. But in terms of like instruments wise, I oh, don't okay. think like he produced it. So yeah. it it says that he did, but really it was it was John and Yoko that did the majority. Okay. Well, and then he did the mixing. Well, in that case, oh, okay. they shouldn't have been left alone. Someone should yeah, have been well. there to say no. Well, I, I hate Phil Spector's mixing. I mm. I hate it so much. I hate let it be that like final version that he did. It's uh, when you listen to the long and winding rows, and it's got the stupid choirs on it, the stupid strings. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> I, hate him. <laughs> I hate what he does. I really dislike, yeah, his mm. what he does. And but I can appreciate, and we I know we we don't agree on this, but this seventies raw sound i think mm. the drums sound amazing on this album oh i love that snare drum i love how it sounds i love that there aren't a thousand instruments i love that the piano carries a lot of 
ways that I love the guitar riffs. Like they don't, I don't think you'd use those styles in 2021. But I think for then, like I can see, look at that um, pentatonic riff. Look at the distortion on it that wasn't there five years ago. Look at like, I don't know. Just I just think it's cool. But mm. um, I know we don't really agree. And this is like, for me, I'm like, oh, this is like the beginning, the very early days of lo-fi. You know what I mean? We've done all the art pop stuff. And now we're like, now we're stripping things back. Now we're getting back into like, you know, the basic band setup. We're not doing Sgt. Peppers anymore. We're doing... Yeah. Praise the Lord. John, John and Yoko, like whatever Yoko brings, you know, I'm I'm not sure. She's got creative ideas not and much. she's doing a lot of other stuff, but <laughs> she's not playing instruments, you know what I mean? No. Um, then you got John playing guitars and keys. You got Klaus Foreman playing bass, who sounds sick. Great so bass good. player. Mm. So it's great. And, you know, I, I don't really like the drumming on... Um, mother but except for that i'm like ringo's smash out of the park here ringo's doing what ringo does and i'm in for it but you you don't really like that 70s sound anyway do you grace that's not a but the thing is i do but everything that who is it john specter phil Phil specter right clearly i don't like whatever he does to the music because a lot of seventies music I enjoy, but a majority of Beatles stuff and this, I just it. I don't know what it is about the way that it's mixed. I don't know, but it's not my cup of tea. I don't enjoy it. And that's fair don't, enough. Yeah, that's well. just an opinion. Um, but yeah, and but in terms of the drumming, not awful, but well, well, well. Right, starts off. Yeah. I'm like vibing. Vibing along to that electric guitar, feeling it, yeah. feeling it. Then what the hell happens? What is that awful rhythm from the drums that kills a song, kills a song dead? It's it's very straight, isn't it? I'll, I'll it. give you that. It comes in and it's just like... And you're like, whoa. He just absolutely annihilates a song. It was great. We were vibing. And he just trashed it. I don't. Yeah. I quite like the drums on Well Well Well. I, I like it too, but, but I mean, I can see it, why you don't like it. Yeah, it's got that. This one's it's got that like. It, br- it brings a whole audio, different vibe as soon as he comes um, in. It's got that effect on it or something, which makes it sound like he's doing sixteens when he probably isn't. That's what I mm. kind of got from it. And and we all know he isn't. We all know he's not. <laughs> and it's Ringo actually being <laughs> doing it straight. And going fast, but it sounds and I I think it adds a little bit of an extra rhythm. I think it's quite cool. Mm. It's it it makes it like Changes we know it's stra- it's straight beat, but it makes it sound a little bit funkier. I, I quite enjoy it. Not funky about it. it. Was funky at the beginning. I think, for the and better. then he came in, he ruined the funk, took the funk away. Bring it back, Ringo. Mm. Yeah. yeah, two out of ten. Two out of ten. Grace, come on, give us it all. Anything else? Um, but yeah, that was it really, to be honest. It was just classic John. And I wasn't here for a lot of it. I just don't think that he's that great of a musician. Yeah. I don't think he can bring a lot musically. Right. I don't think he's got that much talent. Saz. Saz John. (laughs) 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 
Grace has just done right. Grace has just gone. Thanks for coming, but it's a no from me. Yeah, to much. John Lennon. <laughs> Thanks for trying, but you can all stop listening now because that's all you need to do. <sighs> Grace has just done a Louis a Louis Walsh at the X Factor auditions. To tell you, you remind me, you remind me of a young, young Paul McCartney. You remind me. You're great. You're young. I love the way he just points out the obvious things. <laughs> yeah, he always did. Adam, mm. tell us about this album. This wonderful, brilliant album. Oh. By a wonderful, brilliant man. Sam, I'll stick by it. So this album, you think about it, is so different, so different from the Lennon of the Beatles. Like yeah. almost, possibly this was the man who he always wanted to be. Possibly you could say, who knows? So this is a man who, like we said, is processing his emotions and confronting them. Something that men just didn't do in the late sixties, early seventies. You know what I mean? Think how groundbreaking that is. In fact, men today get told not to show their emotions. And here is John Lennon, a hero, a working class hero. No, we won't go there. There's John Lennon putting his emotions out there and being vulnerable about it. Whether he should or shouldn't in a public space is up for debate. No, you can put, you should, but don't scream. Do something else. Use your words, John. Use your words. He is using the words. Anyway. Chop off your ear, John. (laughs) Chop off your ear. So whether whether you like it or not, He's doing work on himself, and this album is the fruit of that work. So the opening track, it's stark, like you said, Matt. You took the words, the funeral, the heavy toll of the funeral bell. Wow. It's brilliant. And he uses kind of chimes and bells a lot at the beginnings of some of his songs. So um, uh, let's just, like, starting over, starts with high-pitched bells and stuff. So I, I like to think that sometimes he uses bells to, like, mark a journey or mark the start of a, a period of his life obviously this one beautiful is beautiful boy quite, is the same as well beautiful boy is the same that's what the, the the chinese kind of i assume chinese bells um so i think i think Lennon likes to use these bells as almost like a message to convey the feeling so obviously this album very sad in places very dark in places and the funeral bell kind of gives you that um, I love it. I love it all. Um, the bass on I Found Out, genius. Klaus, Vo- Klaus Vormann is a really great bass. I don't think he gets enough credit because um, he was on the majority, correct me if I'm wrong about the majority of Lennon solo stuff. I think I, I think, think so. I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah, um, and he's and he's brilliant. And it, it must be quite difficult. I, I, if I was John Lennon, I'd be like, right, I need a bassist for these. Well, I've just worked with one of the best bassists for 10 years, can't use him because, you know, I hate him. So, ooh, what are we going to do? And it must be quite difficult for him to find, you know, find someone else who maybe lives up to Paul in his mind. But I think Klaus Vorman does does a great job with that. Um, he, he doesn't play, he plays on everything until um, 75. Okay. So there we go. But on those albums... Does a fantastic job. Um, Isolation is possibly my favourite song on the album. The breakdown is great. The soft vocals going into the really strong... Like, that breakdown, his voice, uh, I don't expect you to understand after you cause so much pain. Just, like, it's so raw, and he's not screaming. Um, But it sounds so good, and it's such a good little little breakdown. It's so clever, because it's so chill, the song. 
mm. and it breaks down with some stabs and then his voice is in the middle and they split it and so they double track it so you just got yeah. one in the right and then yeah. one down the middle i think or to the left and it's and he's just like it's just amazing it just sounds yeah. great like i really appreciate like and that kind of like i don't expect you to understand but this is how i feel like talking to fans and stuff like that i know i've got everything yeah. But I still feel like crap. You know what I mean? I still am having the, the worst time. And, and it's a little bit bluesy the way he sings it. It's got a bit of attitude about it. Really good. And then coming on to one of the, I think, the best songs on the album as well, God. Now, God is mm. so brilliant. It's such a clever song. So think about it. This man, universally loved. And people think that they know. And for his entire life, people have been telling him what to believe in. And, and he's been searching as well. You know, they went to India. They went to... He he's grew up in, I think, a Catholic school or a Catholic household. You know, all his life, mainly through religion and stuff. He's been searching for what to believe in. You know, he's looked at music artists like Elvis, Buddy Holly, although he doesn't mention Buddy Holly in this song. Uh, he looked at religious figures like Buddha and Jesus, Maharashi and all that. He looked at political leaders like Kennedy, and then he even looked at the Beatles, but all of them are useless. So he's telling the people that they aren't worth believing in for him. Don't don't bother believing in kings or governments. Believe in yourself. So, he, you know, it comes in that very quiet bit after screaming, out, don't believe in Beatles, just believe in me. Yoko and me, and that's reality. Love that, and it's it's brilliant. And then also, if you're a Beatles fan, like you said, to like listen to this song, and be like, oh, he's just he's just mentioned he doesn't believe doesn't believe in the Beatles. What what does that mean? And then he starts talking about how you know the dream is over, and he sums up brilliantly with the line, "So dear friends, you'll just have to carry on. The dream is over." Like, as a Beatles fan, I think that would really upset you because you're like, oh, it really is over. He's not he's not going back to the Beatles. He doesn't care about them anymore. Like, that's done. I just think it's it's brilliant. I'd love to know. I don't know whether Paul has ever talked about it, but I'd love to know what they all thought, what Paul, George and Ringo thought about that song and about about John saying that. Because um, I think that one of the criticisms in the last mm. episode was that John was too on the nose, right? Mm, yeah, and here, John's still on the nose, but it's like right at the end. It's yeah. like it's through this thing of God. And I, I kind of like was thinking about it. Think so, really, God is the last track on the album before My Mummy Is Dead, which yeah. I'm sure we will talk about. Um, but that's not like a proper song, you know, it's like a almost like a demo or like an extra added bit. Yeah. And so for your virtually last line to be, you know, I don't believe in Beatles and your very first thing that you do is have funeral bells. I was mm. like, John, you're a clever guy. Clever, clever boy. You know, yeah. I like had not ever thought about, I've listened to this album loads of times. Yeah. I was like, you have, you have fooled me there. You know, it's quite a clever thing to do, yeah. isn't it? It's it really... Whether it's meant like that or not. I, I think... I think there really is a a willingness and a want to get away from the past 10 years. You know what I mean? People are going to see him as the mop-headed fellow who sings Love Me Do, which is all well and good, but he's past that now. He's not He's not about that. He's now about, you know, being a more, I don't know, I don't know serious musician, but he's more into, you know, wanting to do his own stuff. I think it's important that he, he puts it out in this way. Yeah. I think, yeah. Very good. Overall, just 
brilliant album. I love it. I think it's it's great as a as a possibly like well, it's not a solo debut debut solo album, but it's like quite close, and uh, I think it's just brilliant. I think you would class this as Lennon's solo like mm. their solo album. Yeah, yeah, but and I, I think it's a very good one, um, especially off the back of the fact that George has just in this year had released a solo album that's head and shoulders above what McCartney was doing, in my opinion. Um, Easy. Well, you know what I mean? well, John and Paul, they, so they've just kind of done Abbey Road, mm. and then Phil Spector has annihilated Let It Be with all this big wall of sound stuff. And then, so John and Paul bring out albums that are stripped back, mm. but George has got material for days. So he brings out this big, <laughs> this big album that has all these great sounds on it, that it's really full and does the opposite of Paul and John because they're just, I mean, Paul is just depressed in um, Scotland and so just has like a little four track up there and is doing it all himself um, and releasing McCartney one um, or just McCartney. Um, and then and then Lennon comes out with this, which is obviously a bit heavier in topic. Um yeah. But, you know, George has all this material that he's just ready to go with and just has this great sounding album. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, um, what's it? I, I like this album. I, I don't listen to it very often because I find it a bit heavy. It's too heavy for me. Um, but w- when I've, and you know what? This was just the worst. I've had the toughest week. <laughs> I've had the worst week ever. <laughs> and, um, so it, it was hard to listen to this album, but I do really appreciate the album and for him having done it. And, you know, I, I like some of the clever things. I I love John Lennon, so I enjoyed it. But the pain, just hearing, like, you know, that quote you said about um how he's got everything in the world, but he still is just so, like, I don't know, with God. So I love that line, God is a concept by which we measure our pain. I'm like, that's brilliant. I remember um, we did this theodicy essay when I was doing my theology training, and theodicy is the study of um, like the vindication of God, and where is God in suffering and stuff like that. Um, and so like we use like all these different art forms to show, and so like there was loads of stuff that we looked at. Uh, but the first line of my essay, I remember just being so pumped. To use this line, God is a concept by which we measure our pain. I was like, come on, John Lennon, get in my essay. Get in my essay. You did not quote John Lennon. (laughs) Well, we were meant to be using art and showing how art depicts theodicy. So I was like, come on, John Lennon, there you go. But but you know what? I think there's some truth in it. Like Like, God is a concept by which we measure our pain, you know, and... I think it's really interesting to think about God in that way and in that sense. And where is God in suffering? Great question. Mm. I think it's a topic that we don't talk about enough in churches. I don't think we talk about lament enough. I think sure. we just, you know, that that classic term, happy clappy. Well, you know what? <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it ain't happy clappy at the moment. Let's is just it? start playing you know I mean? this album in church. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, actually, like I'm, I'm not up for that at all. You know, I mean? that that sounds terrible. But I think there is like, there is a reality, and I think when all is 
stripped away, I still have a hope for the future. So that's where like I am with the concept of God or whatever. But I think it's it's good to be asking these questions. And I love that like, you know, maybe five years ago before this, John is like, oh, well, the Beatles are bigger than Jesus, which at the time was true, but wasn't maybe the smartest thing to say. And then yeah. went on this whole thing a year later of defending that. Oh no, well, I didn't mean like the church isn't a thing, or I don't, I don't mean the Christianity. I wasn't attacking them. I was just saying, you know, it is my perception that, and all that stuff, and had to backtrack on all that stuff through America. But here he is, and he goes, "God is a concept by which we measure our pain. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it." You know what I mean? <laughs> Not even messing that. Doesn't yeah. isn't bothered anymore by public opinion. Isn't bothered by like trying to keep the wheels on this machine and keep yeah. the wheels rolling on this thing. And I I'm here for it. I'm here for just John being John. Um, and then working class hero. So whether we agree that John is a working class hero or not, <laughs> which I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. I don't no, know. Grew up in quite a nice area of... I mean, he had, he had to move in with his aunt and all that, but they weren't massively poor. It was quite a nice area of Liverpool. And equally, by the time he reached adulthood, he could not be, by any measure, could not be described but, but as the song class. isn't. But the song isn't talking about... Like, the dog... The song does say, follow me, like... If you want to be a working class hero, then follow me. Like I, so I do hear that he is saying, "Oh, I am a working class hero," but he is talking about like the past. He's talking right. about like you know, in school they did this to me, you know, growing up. And I was like, as someone who wasn't academic in school, as someone who like played up with humor because that's all I had. Like I'm like, yeah, school was torturous for me at times. Like when they would ask me a question, and I would like shat me pants basically because <laughs> i'm like because i'm so because i'm so nervous about answering because because i don't know do yeah. you know what i mean because actually like school it was not a thing that you know facilitated my gifts or my way of being or or who i was and so i really struggled with school and went to a good school and was you know didn't, I w- wasn't as traumatic as I think John. I'm not going to start screaming and cutting off my ears. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but I can relate to some of this stuff. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I just felt tortured. Mm. Like I was asked a trick question every time. You know what I mean? And I couldn't ever give the right answer. So it's looking at the past, isn't it? And looking at childhood. And I do think, you know, that a lot of society is not set up for people like John Lennon, you know? And then he he gets through it and he does become one of these people but then he figures out, oh, these people just backstab each other and that's how you keep going. That's mm. how you get higher. That's how you get higher. And in, in Liverpool today, I mean, what are we like? See, now I'd have to do some simple maths, but we have 40 years out from this album. Um, Is that right? 40 years? Right. Sure. 50 40, years? 50. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all this time out from this album, Liverpool... It's a it's a badge of honor to be a working class person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, if you're upper class or middle class, people don't want to know you. Do you know what I mean? They don't care about <laughs> you being being working class. Yeah, we're being <laughs> working. And this isn't like our opinion, but this is like this is the city's opinion. A working class hero is something to be. You know what I mean? And like 
I remember seeing this this uh, graffiti in Liverpool, I think in Walton somewhere, that says like a working class person is someone to be. Mm. And just like it crossed out the hero. And, um, you know, this guy, this is the profound effect that he has on the world, on his city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for all the screaming, for all the whatever, like all that he brought, like we talked about, I want to hold your hand. He brought that, brought the city into like, a place where, you know, the Mersey beat people wanted to know, people wanted to come here. And it was largely him hmm. and his three mates, yeah. you know what I mean, that did that. And 10 years later, he's still saying, you know, a working class hero is something to be, whether he is it or not. <laughs> you know, I get 30 years, no, I'm not changing my timeline. 40 years later, <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah, John, you know what? A working class person, a working class hero is something to be. <laughs> Um, and it, it's had a profound effect on this city um, and you know yeah just amazing just amazing really it's mm, good um, yeah go on Adam on a more simple note I think this was the first song I ever listened to where I heard a Beatles swear and that took me by surprise you know he, he's yeah, dropping was, yeah yeah dropping F-bombs and, and I think that's another the BBC no more well exactly does, you know it's 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 quite interesting how it's again another step away from from this m- not manufactured pop band but being in this you know highly you know well groomed trimmed band Tensing. you can't really say anything wrong because it's over analyzed to being well i'm my own man now so i'm gonna say f you and f this because i can yeah. I, I i think that's quite interesting the fact that he has the freedom to do that now and to really kind of say what he wants without having to subvert it and say it in a hidden way, like he had to with the Beatles. Yeah. And I, I love, like, um, I, I don't know, sometimes I don't think John is that subtle. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's an understatement. Really, <laughs> but, um, but you can see this song, he's like, so I'm going to write a song like Dylan, mm. but I'm just going to... I'm gonna go for it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna say what Dylan won't say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna play him at his own game. You know what I mean? Because uh, at at points he's pretty cynical, isn't he? He's a pretty pretty cynical person. And at times he's like, I love Dylan. At times he's like, Nah, Dylan is dead to me, which he <laughs> says later on, you know, in in God. So it just doesn't even believe in him. Um, yeah. And then finally, my mummy's dead. Mm. I mean. What a grim song. What an absolute... So the apparently, like, the song is set to, like, three blind mice, like, loosely. Yeah. So it's, like, it's a haunting nursery rhyme about how you, your mum is dead. And it's just grim. It, this is, like, 15 years, 16 years after that happened. You know what I mean? And it's, like, literally that deep. And the just the concept of, like, loss and suffering and pain that we're all feeling... And how really it kind of unites us. You know, it's the only thing that we all have in common is is the pain that we feel. Um, <laughs> pain, pain is our hor- common enemy. <laughs> yeah, which is horrible, isn't it? But but in a world where like we're just, I mean, unity is not really a thing at the moment that is on mm. anyone's agenda. You know, we've also got this thing that is kind of uniting us because we're all stuck in our homes and having the worst time. And so, you know, I did appreciate, while I don't appreciate... I, I mean, I will. I hate listening to my mummy's dead. Really, I don't find it an enjoyable listen, and I don't. But I don't think that was the point. I don't think anyone listen. would enjoy it, mm. and I don't think 
No, that's why it's on no, me. exactly, exactly. But I, but I can go. You know, even John, who I look up to more than you know most, at at the worst time, you know, I just need to keep on going. And in that second song, hold on, you know, hold on, keep going. And I think that's a a message we can hold on to mm. um, at this very difficult time. Does anybody, Grace, do you want to uh, set us straight on some of that stuff and tell us that we're just BSing or anything? Because I'm, I'm here for about that. About my mummy's dead. No, just about the whole, all of our thoughts. Yeah, about our thoughts. Um, I don't know. I do think you see John through rose-tinted glasses. I do. <laughs> the rose-tinted glasses of your childhood, which I can appreciate. The Beatles are a big part of your childhood. You've loved them growing up. Much like how I see certain people, certain bands, artists, through rose-tinted glasses myself. Um, but no, I have never thought John is as great as the world makes him out to be. Um, but he was a troubled soul, clearly an incredibly troubled soul, a traumatized one, and it's sad. Hmm. Yeah. That trauma didn't improve. Definitely. Music. Definitely. Definitely sometimes had a lot of work to do, and definitely. Sometimes people in channeling their pain create something beautiful. This for me wasn't beautiful, but it's okay. That's okay. It can't be everyone's cup of tea. The whole world doesn't drink from the same cup of tea. You know? That is it. Some that of us so do true. milk, no milk. Sugar, no sugar. Sweetener, yeah. splendor. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever John's go through whatever John's making, go I'm not through drinking. Every type of cup of tea. <laughs> Some people like an Earl Grey. Some people like a Ruby. Some people Some like people a fruit <laughs> tea. I love a fruit tea. John hasn't produced a fruit really? tea here. But that's okay. This is this is more of a a an English breakfast with no milk. That's what it is. This is a black coffee all over. I can tell you. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you you're thinking of the wrong drink. This is yeah. This is a strong cup of coffee. <laughs> a sobering beverage. Absolutely. Great, Grace, give the fans what they want. What's your what's your favorite fruit tea? Now, this is hard because I think I naturally go for a berry of some variety. Like, I think we all do when we're picking a fruit tea. Maybe a raspberry. Na naturally. You know, yeah. naturally some kind of berry situation. But I recently had a pineapple and peach tea. Wow. Now, what? peach tea, peach iced tea is God's greatest gift to the earth. I had some of that the other day. Peach tea is what God created confirm. on the sixth day. And sure. is incredible. <laughs> And, but I had like a hot tea version, a hot tea of peach and pineapple, and it was all kinds of glorious. So mm. from now on, the berries are on the back burner. I'm venturing out. I'm writing that down as a quote. The berries <laughs> on the back burner. <laughs> the berries are on the back burner. I, I wouldn't think that hot pineapple would be nice. Oh, oh, it is. Hey, you've not been to Ben Brazil. At the end, when they bring the pineapple. Oh, well, I don't. Hey. I like pineapple juice, hey. but I don't like. That's the I don't only like reason you go. Well, also for the. I mean, I go for the meat, meat but for the hundreds of meats. I go. I actually live life for the buffet. Oh, you I love fill buffet, up man. on the buffet oh, so much that 
that Greece, potato the salad crap you talk, the worst you come across. Stop. No, you're all lying. You go straight to the buffet, you get the pasta salad, you get the potato what? salad. You don't go for the real vegetables. Why are you filling that's up on carbs? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because that's the point of an unlimited buffet. Right. Two unlimited thi- carbs. Hold on. Two things, two things. Firstly, carbs. Guys, when everything's all over, can we go for a Ben Brazil? Because my goodness. Yes. I, or a Viva Brazil. Same thing. Either one. Either one. I got a Ben Brazil story. Just for the end of this, Adam, carry on. Second point. Grace, I agree with you. When you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, you, you get this, you fill up, you get your, your money's you worth. hit the cards. But not when it's a Ben Brazil. You go to Ben Brazil or V Brazil, not for the for the buffet. You go for the meat. <laughs> no one's going for the... Well, absolutely flipping... for the meat, but I'm just... <laughs> the potato salad is... So, but yeah. if you're such a poor eater that you can be full... At some point, no, you. It doesn't matter if you're full. You don't stop. Right. You continue. They bring that meat. You say yes. Gotcha. You don't turn it away. You do say so yes. Carbs and meat. Carbs and meat. Guys, we should do a food podcast because I think maybe that's the thing that's drawn <laughs> us all together. You know. That's I think this really is the most weird, energy we've had throughout this whole. Oh yeah. But yeah. Do you want to hear my? Uh, so Ben Brazil. Yes. And like Viva Brazil in the UK, it's like a, well, it's just like a, a Brazilian or an Argentinian, like they do like meats on the, not on the grill, but like on the rotisserie things. Mm. And they're just, they're just great meats, basically steak. It's kind of like Salt Bay territory, isn't it? Like his kind of You like, sit at your table would... and they bring the freshly cooked meat to you and they just offer it out. Do you want some? Chop that off. Have it on your plate. That's it. And you have like a card on your table that is red or green, mm-hmm. and you, if it's green, they just keep bringing meat, and if it's red, Ugh. you just have a little break. But let's be honest, no one puts it on, no red, puts it on red until like you literally can't walk anymore. <laughs> but um, when I went there, Grace, for my twenty-first birthday, Oof. which I mean, Adam will have been there for. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, suddenly we're eating our meat rice, and it's like basically. I guess it's my family, Becky's family, and that's it, right? The, it was just us. Yeah, there might have been a couple of friends, but... Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry if you were there and I forgot about you. But um, I'm eating my meat and I'm like, whoa, this steak, man. And like, I'm next to Becky and I've got my mum on the next side of me. And I guess me and Becky aren't even engaged at this point. We're just um, a classic boyfriend-girlfriend sitch. And I'm eating this meat, right? And suddenly... These dancing girls come out. Right. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, dancing girls. <laughs> and all that's covering them is feathers. Isn't it, Adam? Yeah. It's like basically just feathers. Yeah, yeah. Like carnival dancing. And then dances. someone goes, yeah. yeah, carnival. That's exactly it. It's like the carnival. And suddenly someone says, oh, it's his birthday. And they're like all dancing around me, right? Ridiculous. <laughs> Got me mum on one side, me girlfriend on the other soon to become my wife and it's just awkward it's proper awkward right and then and like they go eventually and oh thank goodness that's over i go back down to me meat which isn't i go back down to me meat i go back down to me meat there's a feather in me meat there's a flipping feather in me meat what is happening so bad it was so awkward such an awkward oh my experience days. i go back and down then to becky my went to the and, the 
Uh, and then Becky went to the toilet, right? And um, in the disabled loo was one of them just having a wee and I hadn't even shut the door. <laughs> just the worst experience. No good. <laughs> so, guys, I had a feather in my meat. Oh, my days. That is Very incredible. Yeah. Oh, my days. It wasn't. It was awkward. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so we were we were talking about John Lennon, mm. Plastic Ono Band, but somehow we're talking about, you know, the carnival and getting down to be meat, you know. Yeah. Oh, guys. Go. Guys, should we take a break? There's nothing more to... If we're on <laughs> festival dances, yeah. and then there's no way we're talking about this album anymore, <laughs> is there? So should we take a break? Yes. And then we'll be back to talk about Passenger's uh, latest album, mm, which yes. is really exciting. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back from the break. Uh, we are going to talk about songs. What's the problem, Grace? <laughs> it just sounded like welcome back from the brink. <laughs> the br- the brink. From the break? I Not know, from the brink. I know, but that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> well, some of us are on the brink, but you know. Uh, so we're going to talk about songs for the drunk and brokenhearted um, by Passenger. And it is the 12th studio album by English songer, song, songer, songwriter, singer, songwriter, songer, singwriter, passenger. <laughs> this is going well, isn't it? Um, it was originally recorded in 2019 and was held back until January 2021. Um, all profits went to the Eden Reforestation Project. Come on. Um, a non-profit organization looking to develop countries um, with natural landscape that has been destroyed by deforestation. Mm. What a guy. Lovely. What a guy. Yeah. Before releasing songs for the drunk and brokenhearted passenger wrote and recorded his standalone record patchwork during 2020, which we've already covered during the 2020 coronavirus lockdown. Never heard of it. Uh, alongside <laughs> producer Chris Vallejo uh, and other guest musicians, and it was that was a partnership with the Trussell Trust, looking at food banks, helping food banks out in this time when it's really really tough. So passengers doing good work here mm. for the charities. Boris, take note. Absolutely. All right, John. John, take note. Not sure. Don't start. Do not start content. <laughs> Where did the proceeds of this go? Do not start compare. Where did his right. proceeds go? Right into Grace, his little I will, pocket. I will let you say. I'll let you say whatever you want, but don't you dare <laughs> compare Boris Johnson to John Lennon. Do not dare. <laughs> don't do it. <sighs> yeah, I will be triggered to the max. I tell you. Uh, so. Rosenberg, Mike Rosenberg, who is passenger, stated that he spent most of the recording in Sydney. Imagine that, guys. Sydney, Australia exists and people can go to it from England. (laughs) Remember that world? It's a book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the initial release date was early 2020, but it was pushed back to 2021 when, you know, everything would be just all well and good. When this would all be over. Absolutely. And here we are. Yeah, so... Thoughts. Let's do it. Grace, you went first last time, so let's have your thoughts again. I just... We all know I love Passenger. Love him. Hmm. Just... Here's the rose-tinted glasses on just, someone else's face. Come on, face here they are. Let me just pop them on. Right. 
Could do no wrong. Here, you can borrow mine. I'm not using them anymore because we stopped talking about John Lennon. Uh, um, just stunning in every way. Vocals, that stunning guitar, just beautiful music in my ears. I could just listen just to his guitar. I wouldn't even need his voice could, just because... I could have either just his voice or just his guitar. I'd still fall asleep beautifully, peacefully, happy because he's so wonderful. It's just magical in every way. Everything he does is magical because he's so beautiful. That's a musician, right? That's a musician. He knows what he's doing. I don't, Grace, he knows, stop it. He knows music. John. He embodies music. He just is just a stunningly talented man. Yes, yes. And if you remove the shade in that, you can agree that he is... Beautifully talented. <laughs> Can't remove the shade. <laughs> the shade is intertwined. Okay. <laughs> like a poisonous thorn. Yeah, I see what you did there, Grace. <laughs> yeah. But no. Getting us to agree the, with your shade. The thing, right. Okay. Now, this album is about heartbreak, and, and it, this album had me cry over heartbreak that I haven't experienced. <laughs> I relate. I relate to it, even though I cannot relate to it. It mm. had me moved. To new levels, right? But as much as it is about heartbreak, I still Grace got like... Grace is the heartbreaker. That's why. That's, why, that's what we're learning. That's what she was saying right there. Grace breaks hearts. Nobody breaks her heart. She breaks everyone else's. Um, but as much as it is an album about that, it still is such a whole positive vibe in a weird way. In a strange way. And I get like holiday vibes. Like you're on holiday with your pals. You're just cruising around. Maybe you're road tripping. I don't know. But you're together and you're having a great time. And it, it was just beautiful. Track after track. Stunning. I like that Sword and Stone is on here again. We had a little, a little taste test back in Patchwork. Here it is again. Yeah. Um, and I love that he goes through each track on the album and then gives us an acoustic version. And if you think Passenger's yeah. great, Acoustic version of Passenger, impeccable. I agree. Stunning. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, a great album. Personal highlights. I loved Sta Sandstorm. 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 Um, I do love Sword and Stone. London in the Spring. Suzanne. Yeah. Suzanne. And it made me think while I was listening to it, you don't often hear songs about a Suzanne. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought the amount of syllables was good. Suzanne. Suzanne. There's something weird about it, isn't it? Yeah. I know it's only two, but like, it's Suzanne. got a funny, like, it's got a funny scan. Yeah. Which rhymes with Suzanne. <laughs> right then. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just love it. It's just raw. Just one guy in his guitar. Yeah. Not profiting because the money goes to beautiful causes. And he's just a beautiful soul. I just love him. And I want to buy 10 nice. copies of every album just to support him and these <laughs> wonderful charities. I just, Brilliant. I just love him. What a breath of fresh what? air. Amazing. And guys, why don't you go and buy this album? Mm. Go. To help out a charity. You Absolutely. Know, to help out these charities. You know, Grace will buy ten, but if you buy one too, that's eleven. You know, come on, let's get, <laughs> let's get, uh, let's get buying it. Um, what was I gonna say? It was something good, but I can't remember now. Maybe it wasn't. 
Adam, Adam what do you think? Brilliant. Brilliant album. Uh, the man's a genius. His voice is easily one of the most listenable two voices around. I think in, in modern... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, folk or just modern music. Uh, to compare it to Plastic Ono Band, the album we, we've just been talking about, sometimes John's voice isn't easy to listen to on that album. Sometimes I think it is, but sometimes it, it really isn't. Uh, you know, he's screaming or he's got an effect on, like we said. But Passenger is just naturally... A great sound voice. And I know last week we talked about auto-tune with Sean Mendes. Um, and I know it will be tweaked in post-production and all that. But I, I can't imagine there's loads of tweaking needed for Passenger's voice. I can't imagine it. Because it just seems... Because he did a lot of lot of uh, Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives over last year. And his voice is just naturally that good. Obviously, you know, it's perfected on these albums and when he does it live. But, yeah, I, I just think his voice is... I it's think he's brilliant. got that special sauce. I, yeah, I think his voice really... It's the modern day special sauce. Yeah. Yeah, on his voice. And obviously his guitar playing, which is mm. outstanding. Mm. So he was classically... He used to play classical guitar, didn't he? If I'm right in saying that, man. Was it Spanish guitar? Did I make that up? Is that someone else? No, that was, that was him, yeah. Um, I think that's where he learned his, his finger-picking style. Um, and then he translated that to the, the steel string acoustic. Um <sighs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, songs that I loved. Sandstorm, loved it. Got that almost Celtic drum beat. He does that type. It reminds me of one of his songs, um, Riding to New York, and slowly builds. It's got that kind of kind of vibe. Uh, the way that I love you, classic passenger song. Uh, his guitar oh, playing's amazing. Picking's wonderful. The words are great. I'm a sucker for a love song and all that. <gasps> and then Suzanne again. I'm picking all the same song. Uh. Passenger, I've wrote this down. Passenger, drawing you in and telling you the story of a person you'll never meet yet you recognise. It's beautiful. Ugh. And he seems to do that. He likes to tell these stories, doesn't he? In his songs about, um, you know, just people that you might pass on the street, and whilst we would just pass them, he kind of makes up stories about them, or he actually talks to them and finds a little bit about their life and writes writes these wonderful songs. So I think, um. As a songwriter, while well, I adjust my mic, as a songwriter, incredibly gifted, um, and uh, and yeah, I will I will always listen to anything he puts out, um, because it's just so lovely to listen to. Do you know what you just reminded me, Adam? Mm. The way that I love you. Mm. If we pause here and just think about artists that we've listened to in the past, modern artists, mm. and the songs that they write about women. Sure. And compare it to this one. The things that he's saying about this woman, whoever this woman is, I want to be this woman. <laughs> I, just the lyrics are just beautiful, basically saying, you are enough exactly the way you are. You can't see it, but you need to see it. And mm. I want to help you see that. I want to help you understand that everything about you is more than enough. And you are just, and it's just beautiful. I just love him. It's lovely. If we use the same scale, right, that we used for um, for something... So if Sam sang something to you, you'd be oh, like, no. "Will no. you pipe down for me, please?" Yeah. Oh, but if he sang this, oh if Sam days. sang this, what what would be? Uh... I'd I'd be I'd be sobbing. I'd never recover. <laughs> never recover. Never recover. <laughs> I'd be deceased. Okay. Well, it can be arranged. Great. I mean, not the deceased bit. I that mean, that's really the way that sorry. sounded, and I'm sorry. offended yeah. in every way. Sorry. I... Look at us again attacking the woman. Wow. <laughs> I don't. Adam, any other thoughts? Um, 
no, just wonderful. And uh, I will always look forward to whatever he releases. But yeah. He could do no wrong. wrong. could do no wrong. Can I try with the do no wrong? Oh, God. Mm. I love Passenger when it's just him and an acoustic guitar. Mm. Right? Okay. All about that. I'm not into this band sound. Okay. It's genetic. Fair I'll way. go to the pub if I want to hear a band like that. Wow. I won't. But you, know. you will not hear a band like that in the pub. Let me tell you now. I, w- I will. I, no. I don't think they're that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think his band are outstanding. Not I on their own. No, anything no. that makes... It's passenger that ties them in. Anything that makes the, the more full songs with a full band good is him. I don't think his band mm. is particularly... Yeah. I would I, prefer if he just did it acoustic stuff. Go on. Yeah. Well, I bet they're great musicians, but there's just something about the style I'm just not that into. I just want it acoustic. I just think... Don't but he gives you that guitar. option. But He's considered all those possibilities. But is that a great album? Uh, here's some options, some good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> it's two different versions. I don't know. But say that though, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because there's other albums that I just prefer the sound of sonically, The Passenger has mm. done. Mm. And just, I think it's the upbeat songs that I'm just not that into the sound of. Um, really. But, um, you know. Yeah. Because as soon as Adam said Riding to New York, I was like, wow, that song. Yeah. Grace, have you listened to that song? Have you heard that oh, yeah. song before? Well, that is a, that is a crier, that is an absolute. But the Again, but the, what I think even about when you can't relate, you, well, you just it. randomly relate and you just cry anyway. That's it. That's it exactly. And like, I was just thinking about the drums on that. I love the drums. I love the music on that. Mm-hmm. But there is just something about the upbeat thing. But give me give me just Mike Rosenberg and a guitar every sure. day. And I, I probably don't need anything else in my life. Just absolutely so beautiful. Do that button we were talking so, about so last beautiful. week that Trump had. Yeah. He pressed the button and he got his Diet Coke. No, we need yeah. a mic. We need a mic button. Come on. A mic <laughs> it just emerges from behind a curtain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's modern day slavery, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. we can, um, you know. <laughs> we'll see if he's up for it. You know, <laughs> can live behind a curtain in your house. <laughs> but yeah, what would just uh, like just? I mean, we're going on it. What would you do if Mike Rosenberg was in your house? Cry. I'd be starstruck. I wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. Be like, I have it a guitar. Be... Will you play it? <laughs> you play would you it? ask? For, would you ask to jam with him, Adam? <sighs> I'd give it a go, but I'd just, I'd be so... It'd be too much pressure. I wouldn't want to ruin his voice with with my guitar and voice on top. I'd be like, no, I'll, I'll, you go. Well, I'd be like, okay, well, oh, let, let's jam a song. We can either do one of yours or we can do, like... Well, like no, we do one of mine. Do you want to play this song? <laughs> it's, it's called Quizzing Time. Um, <laughs> if we can do that. And I want to... <laughs> <laughs> but like what if he did a song that I didn't know you know what I mean or like I just couldn't play along with it it'd be awful I'd need time to rehearse is what I'm saying well polish <laughs> yeah polish 
<laughs> just imagine. All I've got is an image of you playing Quiz in Time for them, and it, it is perfect. But like, stop and go, no, 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 Mike. The feel that we're going for here. <laughs> no, no, Mike, right, it's Quiz in Time, it's Quiz in Time. <laughs> just like, it starts low and then it builds. Yeah? Let's go and then again. If you could do that. A brrr. <laughs> Brilliant. Adam, we've taken the mic there. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's no, fine. but it's great. It, it's, it's not serious. You can take the mic out of a jingle, though. Okay. I'm not serious. I mean, it is a serious jingle <coughs> Ooh, of all sorry. the jingles I've heard. It's an imperative mm. jingle, yeah. if any. Wow, big word. <laughs> Someone's been writing Nick. essays. <laughs> God is a concept by which we measure our pain, but quizzing time is a jingle that is imperative. Comparison. To all other jingles. Yeah. You know. Right. Ugh. Guys, anyone got anything else to say? Huh? We're all good. Amazing. Another great album, My Passenger. Another solid, solid, solid showing. He just keeps yeah. on coming, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. He I think we said tamed. it last time. Can, cannot be tamed, that's it. <laughs> I think we said it last time, but... Most underrated artist over the last 10 years. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's not even a competition, is it? No, not a close one. He's so underrated, he's probably racist, you know. <laughs> he's in that category. You know, they have those footballer categories, like, oh, he's really underrated, but really everyone talks about him every week, so, mm. you know. Right, so would you rather <laughs> Plastic Ono Band... Or um, oh. songs for the drunk and broken hearted. Grace, let's just go with you first. I mean, would you be shocked if I said passenger? No. <laughs> so that's what you're going with. So funnily enough, I'd go for passenger. <laughs> Amazing. Adam, what do you think? Which would you rather? Uh, John Lennon. Yeah. I, I can't not. Your face. I can't not. It's not a loyalty thing. He doesn't know. I, it's, oh, it, you're knows. right. It's not a loyalty it's, thing. It's it's a fact that it's a great album, and it's one of one of the albums that I listen to all the time. So, I, I'm not sure we swear allegiance to John as much as you think we do, right? No. I mean, like I know we, I know we do come across like we do. I mean, yeah, the picture Adam just painted of his feelings about Passenger. But anyway, John. <laughs> that's what just happened there but I li- uh, yeah it's, it is what it is I'm not I'm, I don't have to explain myself to you these are my choices you either you either respect them oh my or you get to walking get get stepping um, I feel like every week I say I probably wouldn't listen to this again and I, I, I probably I feel bad picking a John Lennon album that I won't really listen to that much. I think it's, it's too Lennon. depressing to listen to on a regular basis. Well, I'm not saying on the leg, but I am saying like there are days. I mean, I've listened to Isolation in the past year and thought, yeah, I'm in isolation. There you know go. what I mean? <laughs> I haven't listened to Suzanne and gone, oh yeah, I'm Suzanne. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But I, I don't like know. That. Yeah. Well, that's what you do, Grace. That is exactly the sort of thing that we hear from you. <laughs> but um, no, I don't. I don't know. I'm going for John Lennon. Maybe I'll supply loyalty Boo. from me. Yeah, I know. Sorry. 
But the important part, let's do some ratings. Mm. <laughs> uh, Grace, I'm going to leave you to last so it doesn't colour. <laughs> okay. Although I don't know if that's the right thing to do because if no, we no, both no, go, go high, you're going to you go low. You guys go first. No, Grace, okay. you're going first. No, I absolutely don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Minus seven. Oh. I just right. will never listen to a single song again, ever. They're like, depressing. Like literally none of them. None of them. Not so one not even like... I... I wasn't tapping my foot along to a single one. And that's when, you know, when sometimes I don't like a lot of the stuff we listen to, but I might sublimely be tapping my foot along because I can appreciate the musicality of it all. None of these. I was like, oh, this is just too much. Too much. Maybe it's because of the vibe that I'm in at the moment. We go through different seasons of lives, don't we? The season that I'm in is not ready for this yet. Should we ask you again in three years? Maybe. <laughs> Ask me when I'm in the depths of depression. Maybe I'll love it then. Yeah. Well, Grace, just give me a rating then. It's a, it's from zero to five, so you can't pick minus seven. Zero sorry. point what? Zero point two. Okay, no, Grace. I'm going to change because that was heavy. I'm just thinking that we've had people like the streets and whatever that was. Yeah, and the Stooges. The Stooges. Okay, I'll do a two point five. A 2.5. That's fair. That is actually middle. Not like last week when I thought that 3.5 was half of 5. But you've shown, your, you've shown a lot of your uh, bias there, Grace, by going, I'll give it a 0.2. No, I'll give it half. <laughs> but, you know, okay. Fair, you know, each to their own. If this podcast has taught me anything about myself, it's that I mm. never think before I speak. <laughs> I have when I have this microphone in front of me I view it as like a no holds barred like let me just say what's in my head <laughs> well I thought it was like oh well I'm just at home and no one like there's no repercussions you know what I mean there were no but repercussions then, well but then when we were in a room all together I found out you do it the same and I was like it's, it's well, the same even if I, like even if I threw a chair at her I just say stuff. Stuff. <laughs> I just say stuff I listen back. Wow. By the time I've listened back, my opinions changed again. I'm like, why is it? Why? I call kids. that the Taylor Swift syndrome because I've been listening to folklore every. Hey. Like wow. no, not a folklore evermore. Oh. I've been listening to evermore like hey. every. You every love day. it. You love it. <laughs> so there you go. Adam, a rating for the oh job. Uh, Four point nine. Oh, oh as my god! If not a perfect one, you but it's, are being uh, ridiculous. I'll be ridiculous. <laughs> you are just... You're up. <laughs> uh, no. that, that, is, that is a good rating. It's a good album. It's a good album. It's got some good I songs on it. Dead. It's not perfect, but it's certainly very good. It's on this album. So, there you go. I, I describe it as beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful in a way. It's sad and beautiful. Things can be but beautiful while being sad and horrible. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I thought about a three point nine. I decided on four. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm kind of the same as you, Grace. I say things and I'm like, what the hell? Have I just said? just go for it. It is what yeah, it is. So. It is what it is. At the end of the it day. Is and at least, Grace, for a while, you won't have to listen to any Beatles or John Lennon. In fact, hey, I think there's no more. There's no more John Lennon albums to do. Are we done now? We're done. Woohoo! 
So, but I'm sure it won't be the last time that we talk about it. Sad. <laughs> there you go. Very sad. So it's time to quiz. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. So, are you both ready to quiz? Born ready. Let's do it. So, as far as I remember, it's 4-1 to Adam. Mm-hmm. Which means Adam can win the quiz today. I mean, I've already. I've already. <laughs> and <laughs> then next week, Adam would be organizing and running his own little quiz. So That'll be next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of admin done there. Just, just for Adam. Um, Yes, so let's wait and see. But um, this is a classic game of who are you? So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you clues and you must say the name of who you think it is. You get one go pair round and you get frozen out if you get the wrong answer. Okay. Okay. Both ready? Shot sure. three. I was born. You ready for this one? February <laughs> the 18th, 1933. Day before my birthday. <laughs> in oh yeah, it is. Maybe you're twins with this person. Maybe. I am known for being an artist. Hold on, I've already uh, forgotten when this person was born. Sorry, when was the year? Nine. That's too late. No, no. there's no duba. Nineteen thirty-three. 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 So they're no longer alive. Right, I'm not telling you. Do you think people can still be alive if they were born in 1933? Well, they can be, but yeah, I don't know of an artist. Okay, okay, no, carry on, no, carry on. Second I am an artist, a singer, a songwriter, and an activist. Still cool. nothing. It's a t- difficult one this time. I moved to New York in 1953 with my family. But I am originally from Tokyo. Oh, Adam. Adam. Is it is it Yoko Ono? It's Yoko Ono. I know, no joke. I thought that when you said the age, an activist. But then I was like, Hold no, on. because surely Yoko Ono is not 80. 33? Yeah. She was that much older than John. I never knew that. I honestly thought she was about 12. Because he was born in 45. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so she's 87 and John turned 80 this year. Is that right? Or would have turned 80? She was looking good for her age. Sorry, last year John would have turned. My goodness. She is looking good for her age. I didn't realise she was that much older. She really is. Is that microbiotic stuff? (laughs) That's it. We all need to eat rice and beans. Right. Rice and beans. No roast dinners (laughs) for for Yoko. And let it be known that Yoko does a lot of good charity work. These days, yeah, constantly, yeah. you know, whatever happened in the seventies, you know, but she she's done a good uh, she's a good egg deep down. I don't think there's a lot of people that mm. want to talk about what they did in the seventies. I don't. I can't remember. I don't so the you. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you just did that to yourself. I did. I I was laughing at. 
Or is that saying that you you don't remember what you did, Adam, because of the cocaine? That's how I took that. Yeah, pretty much. Good. Okay, next one. So it's one nil to Adam. <laughs> of course. I was born April the thirtieth, nineteen eighty one. Grace. <sighs> Grace. <laughs> Passenger. It's not passenger. Mike nah. Michael forgot his last name. It's Rosberg. not Mike Rosenberg. No. What a fake fan. <laughs> um, I am an American singer, songwriter, producer, and multi instrumentalist. I've just had a sudden realization that neither of you are going to know who this person is. Oh, are you messing? <laughs> but we'll find out. I am from Wisconsin. Um, and as well as being into music, growing up, I was very much into and very good at American football. And little fact, I majored in religious studies, but minored in women's studies. Very interesting. Oh. 80, I, I am most and best known for my songwriting as a frontman of indie folk rock band. And I am known oh, I for my it. falsetto voice. Very high. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Michael? Michael Jackson? <laughs> uh, he's got it. Well done, Adam. <laughs> He was born in Gary, Indiana, actually. So maybe this is the first um, one where I get a point, guys. Do we know this person exists? Is or are you saying that we probably don't know that he exists or she? So we've so we've talked about this person or a pseudonym that they go under. So if you give me the pseudonym, we'll go with that. Grace. <gasps> Grace. Um oh my days. Keep talking. Wow. How is there echo on that? <laughs> <laughs> there was proper reverb. There was proper reverb on that. Wait, Grace Wait. shouted. That was amazing. Grace shouted. Grace, I'm not. I'm not googling it. I'm not googling it. Get off your phone. You cannot use your phone, Grace. Why can't I think of the name? I know the name. You can't think. You can't think. That's your fault. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Let me just put all the facts you've said into my phone. What a joke. Right. I'm gonna, Grace. Oh, you, Grace. Right, you already said Bonnie Bird. So it is Bonnie Bird, yes! yeah. Yes! Oh, God, I could not or think of it. That was so frustrating. Justin Vernon is the uh, is the, the name I was looking for. I'm glad I didn't get to be crap anyway. <laughs> Adam, that just is so not true. Your it is. He's got the worst voice ever. It's not listenable. If you want to listen to people who are, you can't listen to, him. Also, skinny love, shite. <laughs> oh, just awful. But Adam, honestly. No, but listen, Adam. No, no, listen. no, 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 <laughs> no. Adam, you're on the way. I refuse. Listen. I don't want to listen to it Bon doesn't... Iver, and I will call him Bon Iver as well. It's not Bonnie Bear. Bon Iver. Right. Bonnie Let Bear. me just it's say, not... he doesn't sound. He's he's evolved. It doesn't sound it's, like skinny love anymore. <laughs> Matt, Matt. It's he evolved. hasn't. He sounds crap. You right. only hate skinny love because every man and his wife covered it. I I just I don't I'm not into Bon Iver at all. 
I don't I don't need the ethereal whatever crap. You haven't been shown the true it. elements of Bonnie Don't want to be shown. My eyes are, my eyes and ears are closed. Wow. Closed for business. Closed but on we Sunday. all need to listen to the screaming. Because <laughs> we're rude Kanye. if we don't appreciate the screaming. Yeah, because John Lennon's actually had an impact on human society. Bonnie. Oh, come on, bon right. Iver. Bon Iver, 20 years from now. Oh, Who? sure. Exactly. No, Bon Iver's had an amazing one impact wonder. on the last 20 years. One hit wonder. You are the one. He's had a, a huge impact. He's had a huge impact on people with ridiculous moustaches <laughs> and terrible knitwear who drink stupid coffee you, when like, did you oh, say drink into like a Americana. 50 year old gammon what has yeah. happened <laughs> all I'm saying is they should all go back to their own country no I'm messing <laughs> that's, a joke. Hipsters, that's a joke the hipsters that should go back to their own countries <laughs> yeah that, that was wow. that was me pretending to be a, a racist 50 year old wow. man that was not these are not my views all the views of Alvin <laughs> so I should be like that okay are we ready for the next oh, clip? Guy has all to play for. It's not. I'm still winning. <laughs> this, if you win this, I'll give you a tenner. I'll tell you. Honestly. Oh, it is. Just How so. exciting. I can't oh, believe that's so annoyed that I didn't say Yoko. I was thinking it and I just didn't say it. I'll drop it off myself. <laughs> so, I was born 19th of July, 1947. As if. If this is a Beatle. Is it George Harrison? It's not George Harrison. If this. It better not oh. be any Beatle. Well, we've had the fifth Beatle right there, Yoko, and you still didn't get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I co founded my band in the early 1970s. <laughs> uh-huh. I started my band while studying at university. I. I'm still in my band today. Hmm. Still cracking. Still cracking. Today. Uh, Do we need the name of the individual artist or the band? May- maybe it's neither. Oh. Oh. I attained 10 GCE ordinary levels three GCE advanced levels in physics, mathematics, and applied <laughs> mathematics. Adam. Come on. It's unbelievable. It's Brian May? It is Brian May. Who is Brian May? <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy moly. That's what? such a Matt Who? quiz question. No, it Who isn't. Of course you'd pick uh... someone like that. Who is Brian May? Sounds like someone who would be on Top uh... Gear. Oh, who, my who do you think Brian May is? Like an old man. Grace, on should we just carry on this, Grace, and we'll find out who Brian May is together? <laughs> I can't. Can I Google it now? Uh, I mean, you can do. I can just tell you. That'd be quicker. Go on, you tell me too. So Brian May is the lead guitarist for Queen. Oh. Oh, Brian May. Well, I didn't know that was his name. Stop. If you were to give him a name, what would you have called him? Einstein. Right. <laughs> Just because of his hair. <laughs> not, not the fact that he's like <laughs> an astrophysicist. Um, that maybe, maybe that was a perfectly applicable name then. Einstein. Yeah. Right. 
Really? Other than you're very good, I'm, I'm kind of glad this quiz is over because you're very good at getting quizzes for not very many clues been given. Very good. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Any, anything to say, Grace? Uh, it's been a wild ride. It has it's had its ups and downs. I think you should apologise for your terrible performance. Um, I think you should apologise for your terrible opinions, but we don't know. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like that. Anything to say, Adam, on your victory? Uh, it's another day, another dollar. You know what I mean? They Most come easy. Nah. Yeah. We do what we do. That's it. A 5-1 victory. Easy. Could, it should have been a whitewash. More racist comments. Tapes. From no, no, stop. Still trying to pay me out as well. How dare you? Let's not let that stick because Adam is anything. (laughs) Adam is nowhere near a gammon or 50 (laughs) or a racist. Or or a racist. (laughs) See you. Let's let's put out the most important one or a racist. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time, quizzing time, quizzing time, quizzing time. time. Guys, do you want to know what next week's albums are? Please. I'll tell you now, I've been not looking forward to this week for a long time. Oh. We are talking about ACDC, Back in Black. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the impression, Adam. You're welcome. And we are going to compare it to OK Human by Weezer. Mm. It was very hard to find a rock album that had come out in 2021. Very, very hard. But there is one. And here it is. So, OK Human by Weezer. And Weezer, what a band. Be crazy to talk about them. Weezer, like you're wheezing. Weezer. Yeah, do you think you've never heard of Weezer, Grace? I do. I do think, yeah. You don't think so? Have you heard the song um, Buddy Holly before? No. Hmm? Okay. Islands in the Sun? No. Photograph? I don't know. I can't think of any other. You may have heard, but uh, there you go. Well, this is an adventure for you. It's the first time. There, there is first time for everything. Um, we've reached the end of our episodes. Adam, do you want to give us the sitch? Give us the deets. I certainly can do as I set off. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, please share it around. Uh, let other people know um, put a link in your story or something share the link around tell people about it massively appreciate it if you're an iTunes listener and you haven't yet given us a review feel free to give us a, a review um, be nice and positive leave a comment all that jazz really appreciate it uh, if you want some merch merch is still available uh, on Teespring it massively helps us out um, so please do that follow us on the socials um, the overall podcast account which is at El Vanilla um, post on there regularly um, get involved comment like tell us tell us what you're listening to all that jazz if you want to follow us individually 
no pressure, but if you wanted to. Uh, Grace, what's your Instagram? It is Grace underscore Salmons. And Matt? Mine is Matt Courtney Music. And mine is uh, Adam Courtney 95, is it? <laughs> I think so. Sounds plausible. Yeah, why not? And if it's not me, enjoy following that person, whoever it is. <laughs> sure, they post some adequate content just like mine. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And um, I believe that's everything. Like I say, look after yourselves, uh, care for one another, love strong, live well, laugh loud. Yeah? There you go. Oof, live, laugh loud. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not that, not that. We're not that basic, but, but close to that. But we're kind of basic, and, um, you know. <laughs> We're kind of, but we're not that, that basic. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll we'll see you all next week when we we delve into the beautiful, beautiful, quiet sounds because if Grace did like the loud screaming of John Lennon, <laughs> I'm sure she'll love the loud screaming of ACDC. <laughs> sure, there'll be no bias there at all. I'm going to put it out there. I bet Grace loves it. I bet she's like. I think. I, I bet think she's so. like. This is the rock album I've been waiting for. I love his voice. Disclaimer, right? If there's, I've always hated screaming in any Come kind on. of music. I could be vibing to a song the second there's any kind of screaming. No, it goes in the bin. Brilliant. Get out. Keep your screaming to yourself. I well, can't wait till episode. Oh, my mic is going to episode um, forty-four of Elvenila. Forty-four. Forty-four. Love that. It's ramping up. We're getting close to the magical fifty. Come on. Fifty. You have to throw some kind of party. Come on. Have to. Yeah, sounds Absolutely. good. Parties are easy to do these days, so we'll do that. Sounds good. <laughs> Guys, great to be with you. There you go. Great to spend the week with you. Mm. So good. I'll see you mm. again soon. Yes. Bye. There you go.